The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Late night anger management class, level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates kicking it. Shout out to everybody in Los Angeles and uh, SoCal. We're going to get into the Rams and the uh, the Patriots uh, before we're done uh, here this evening. More extensively, we've got some uh, interesting numbers uh, to break down as far as week 14 of the National Football League. Never too early to start getting prepped. Andrew McKinnis from Wager Talk is going to step up and in. Mike Blewett will join us in level three. Uh, Blewett's a sharp football uh, mind. We'll pick Blewett's, uh, Blewett's brain. Uh, Blewett's a big Pittsburgh Steeler fan as well. And uh, Blewett's still pretty optimistic. So a lot of stuff to get to. Baltimore victorious this evening. Baltimore covers. The game goes over the number. 34-17 is the final score. The uh, season of misery continues for the Dallas Cowboys. It was a must-win situation for the Baltimore Ravens. And I'll tell you what, the Baltimore Ravens play in what is to me, there's two games in a week this week in the National Football League, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills, the surging, circling the wagon, Buffalo Bills, and a flying-under-the-radar nine-win football team in the Cleveland Browns. And a Cleveland Brown football team that, quite frankly, I think are better than Baltimore right now. And it's, it's been a long time since we've said that. And when the hell was it the, the last time that a, that a Cleveland-Pittsburgh game late in the season actually might mean something? And you know, it looks like it could, as Pittsburgh and Cleveland will be playing each other before we're done here as well. Baltimore needed this win if they're going to get into the playoffs. And Baltimore, listen, Baltimore are a dangerous team. They're flawed. Which team isn't? Every team has its flaws. Uh, you know, Kansas City's the closest to perfection, and even they're not perfect. You know, they're going to be pretty tough to beat, but not unbeatable. The fact um, the team's going to have to play three playoff games, there's only one team getting a bye, really throws a curveball into things. So college football playoff rankings are out. We're going to break that down a little bit more. And I tell you what, you know, we saw we saw BYU, we saw Coastal Carolina man up and woman up, lady up, so to speak. They um, they stepped up on short notice. They played a big time football game that everybody enjoyed and everybody gives them credit for doing. And now you see Ohio State, oh, bend the rules for us, bend bend the rules, but. You know, we've seen you don't need to book a game six years in advance. All right. That that's an old out, you know, outdated you know concept uh right now. But you know in college basketball how they have that like that uh you know the bracket buster? The bracket buster Saturday, separation Saturday and all that type of stuff. We'll give you a scenario in college football and how fun this could actually be. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I'm Renzi. Level two. Thank you to Steve Merrill for stepping up and in and uh, joining us. And as we were discussing, you know, Michigan State and Virginia really was going to be the game of the night. But like everything else in 2020, canceled, canceled, postponed. So if, I don't know what's going on. We haven't even really gotten into the whole Michigan stuff here. Michigan and Ohio State. But Michigan State and Virginia's men's basketball game has been postponed. Michigan versus North Carolina State is uh, is a scratch. And I see Michigan are playing Toledo, which uh, last time I checked, Toledo are not in the ACC uh, right now. So 2020, uh, 2020 keeps on uh, getting stranger and uh, more twisted. Hopefully nothing crazy, really bad happens <laughs> before the end of this year. Last night we talked about aliens and vaccinations. Uh, do we have Andrew McKinnis ready to step up and in? Is McKinnis ready to go to get on the sports, the uh, sports rage uh, super highway? All right, McKinnis will be joining us uh, in a moment uh, or two here. So, listen, we brought this up earlier. Um, Michigan and Ohio State canceled. It's the first time that the game, as of course it's no, won't be played. The first time in 102 years. Citing a uh, rising number of COVID-19 cases within its program, Michigan canceled the annual showdown. And for the record, they did not, like, they're not, you know, for lack of a better term, bitching out, all right, of this game. And I know that it's an easy, it's an easy, um, it's low-hanging fruit. I brought it up as a Michigan fan. I was kidding last week about getting out of this football game. Now, I'll tell you right now, and we'll get to McKinnis in a second here. I'll tell you right now. That you know, no one's no one's under any delusion here that Michigan and Harbaugh aren't saving themselves for four hours of nationally televised embarrassment. It's almost like a public execution. You know what I mean? That's been saved. Like he's got like a reprieve from the governor, like literally uh, here. <laughs> that damn Whitner. <laughs> uh, it's like a reprieve from the governor uh, almost. For you know, for your very death row, not to make light of this, you know what I mean. Of anyone innocent dying on death row, but you know what I mean. But without being stated, you know, listen, 
it's 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 Michigan weren't cleared to practice. They've got 45 people with COVID. What the hell you want them to do? They're 30 point underdogs, and you want to roll them out with 22 kids? Like, like what do you want to do? All right, Ohio State. The way I should see it, actually, I you know, I, and I'm dead serious here. You want to solve the problem? Just start forfeiting. It's too bad. If you've got COVID and you can't play, you lose. Michigan loses. We lost the game. All right, whatever. You know what's what's the forfeit score? Anyways, I think three nothing. So to go into record books is three nothing. I think. I think that's what a forfeit score goes down as. I gotta I gotta confirm that. Let's bring in Andrew McKinnis uh, right now. Wager talk in the house. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing? What's up, Dave? How are you? Good stuff. Good stuff. So Michigan and Ohio State first time in 102 years that. You know, like the Stanley Cup as well wasn't played during the Spanish flu. So it goes to show these pandemics, um, the Spanish flu and, and now coronavirus wrecking havoc with these annual uh, traditions. But as I stated, whatever, this is another. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management class. Not before we were just talking about how whacked out and weird 2020 is. <laughs> and, then, and then the shutdown. The uh, the Sports Rage lockdown. The Sports Rage shutdown. Do we still have McKinnis or did McKinnis get lost in cyberspace? Is... Uh, is McKinnis, are you there? Are you, are you here, McKinnis? I don't even think we, we said hello to McKinnis. What's up, McKinnis? I'm with you. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm with you, and i got to say I have a, a hell of a lot more respect uh, than I already do for you and, and Steve Merrill and all those guys that have dealt with uh, the connection problems. Nobody likes it, man, so a lot of respect for that. But uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I know you weren't feeling too well on the weekend. I appreciate that. No, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling better. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, when you consider technology, you know, and for as many shows as everybody does, as much as, you know, when people complain about the Internet, but it works like 99.9% uh, percent of the time. Uh, we got a new phone system. So, um, and, and you know, we've got multiple, we've got people in multiple different cities. So sometimes there's, there's going to be a blip along, along the way. But, yeah, the key is not to, um, not to start smashing things, McKinnis, right? You start smashing things, <laughs> then, you know, 
Trust me, I, I've done it. I've smashed. Uh, I, it was a mistake. Uh, it was a mistake, but I broke a, a computer um, about six, seven months ago, and an expensive computer that I couldn't fix after. I smashed it pretty good. <laughs> I got really upset, and I punched the screen. And I had punched the screen a few times, and I'd gotten good at sort of not punching it, but like just sort of slapping it over. And I forgot it was um, I had the uh, the dumbass Raptors replica ring on McInnes. <laughs> I had a few too many drinks, and I'm wearing a rap replica ring. I punched the computer, and the, the screen just. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. And I took it to a shop in uh, in New York, right next to the Seinfeld, uh, to the cafe, Tom's Diner, like literally, like this place is like right next door to that place. And uh, Buddy told me, he goes, yeah, yeah, listen, uh, it's going to cost you about 950 bucks. He goes, might as well just get a new computer. Wow. He goes, computer's like a little old anyways. So yeah, yeah, I try, I try to avoid computer. Stay away from computer rage. Um, all right, McKenna. So, you know, I was bitching about props last night and... I am gonna I, I am gonna back off props unless they come naturally uh, to me. But tonight's props game just sort of wrote themselves that Dallas can't stop the run, and I knew Lamar Jackson would run and go crazy tonight. They he didn't have a lot of weapons to work with, so I knew he would run and go crazy. I knew he would score a touchdown. I knew the Cowboys would be playing from behind, so I got in on the Dalton uh, completion props. When it was all said and done, we hammered this game. And it's about time because these primetime games have been killing me. All right. The props have been killing me. The teasers have been killing me. So it was nice to have a nice clean ride tonight on the Baltimore game in which we crushed it. How'd you do in this game? That's awesome. Happy to hear uh, for myself. I had the, uh, the same play you had, which was just the uh, Dalton completions. And uh, it was one of those ones, Gabe, where I just, you know, you ever get that feeling where you're just like, you know what? This is the one. It's a play I really like, and I I just didn't look for anything more. You know, it was just one of those ones. I was like, yep, 20 and a half. That number's way too good to be true. And uh, that was my one play on the night. So uh, I don't have a, a, a lengthy uh, list of, of uh, plays for tonight for you, but uh, that was Very it. And uh, I'll take the one and oh. I'll, I'll t- <laughs> I know you are, aren't you? <laughs> hey, no, that's it. What one one and oh is one that actually makes me laugh more than you know. Yeah, one and oh. No, but one and oh is better than two and one because you didn't lose any juice, right? It's a nice clean exactly. You know, for me though, like one and oh is for breakfast. Like that's that's what it's like, wow, very, very impressive. Uh just uh, just one and oh. <laughs> I sort of went crazy with this game, but listen, I'm not gonna lie, I found myself at times forcing props where I'm like, well, I better find a few here for the show, and I'm going to look. I'm like, well, maybe. I don't love it. But it just came naturally today with the Baltimore game. Like I said, I was like, man, Hollywood Brown, three and a half catches? Really? That's too light. That's too light, right? And they, a lot of them just seemed a little light. One thing that was amazing tonight, guys, and I don't know what it is about how what it is with kickers this year, but even it's gotten a tucker now, Zerline, I had, I had a prop bet, long field goal, over 46 and a half yards tonight. Dude, Zerline missed like three of them for from that distance. I get it. You know, you're not going to make every one of them. But, man, over the weekend, multiple extra point misses. I swear, McKinnis, kickers suck harder this year than they've ever sucked before. It's crazy. 
I don't even know the explanation for it. I'm not really sure what it is. Um, it might be the, the impact on the game. There's a lot more situations where they're, they're putting pressure on them or the fact that some teams um, will, will, will put that pressure on them where some teams will just go for it. Um, you know, look at Philly. For so long, they were just done. They were just done with field goals unless it was a given. And, and you know, some teams that had the luxury, they can go for those long ones, you know, 40, 45 yards, 50 yards. And, and think they might have a chance. So what do you think is really the reasoning behind that? And, and also, by the way, I, I love that uh, Lamar rushing crop. It's, it's one that I've been on all season. And, you know, even just hearing you list off all the ones you're on, the degenerate side of me is thinking, well, why didn't I play that myself? Why didn't I play this other one? I can't even be satisfied with the 1-0 right now, Gabe. Yeah, exactly. I've crushed it for you. You know, you're like 1-0. Oh. Like, I'll tell you what, I was like 4-0 <laughs> in the first half. You know, get, get this. We had... Uh, we had the Ravens minus five and a half for the first half. We had the Ravens team total over 13 and a half for the first half. We had Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown at plus 125, and uh, he scored a touchdown, the first touchdown of the game. Uh, Hollywood Brown had over three and a half receptions in the first half, actually. We fell short, though. Brown didn't get to 48 yards somehow. Jackson didn't get to 17 completions. Dalton did get to 20 and a half. The Baltimore under teaser won. I had a Minnesota Golden Gopher money line basketball uh, Ravens money line parlay at minus 157. It was a sweat job. Gophers were down 15, but they came back and won. But enough about the past, uh, McKinnis. Enough about the past. It sucks that this Michigan State-Virginia game has been uh, canceled. And we were talking about Michigan and Ohio State getting shut down uh, as well. But have you taken a look at the overnight college basketball board right now? The uh, the Big Ten absolutely dominated the ACC tonight. Yeah, I'm taking that. Just started to take a look at it uh, before I hopped on with you and, uh, and and scanned through it. But this Big Ten is impressive, you know. And they're the, one of the main conferences that I really took the time to uh, look at a few different guides and, and break down. And you know, the worst part is, is in the early parts of the season, there were a couple spots where I actually faded Big Ten teams just because the number was so large. But um, you know, my best bet of the night tonight was Illinois. Um, they looked strong. You know, they looked, there was, it's just dominant, uh, both ends of the, of the, of the court. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I never would say, Hey, look, this conference did this because of this conference, but it just seems right now they're superior. You know, they, those guys are playing a better brand of basketball. Would you, would you agree? Uh, when it comes to conference, uh, play, I'll, I bet it blindly. I'll often bet blindly, uh, in this stuff. You know, conferences make a difference. And you see right now the ACC struggling. And look at Duke, man. You know, and I, I've made a mistake with Duke a couple of times now. Duke, you know, oh, they're 15 and two of their last 17 games against the Big Ten. Yeah, well, whatever. Make it uh, 15 and three, and they're 0 and two uh, in the last week, all right? Uh, when, you, when you add it all up. But without being stated, I got burnt with Wisconsin against Marquette. And look, that was a Big Ten versus Big East game. And you got Rhode Island getting nine and a half points. That number feels a little bit high uh, there right there for me. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech and Nebraska. Nebraska's only a one-point favorite uh, in this in this basketball game. It really sucks, McCannis, because, look, I'm a Michigan fan. I was looking forward to seeing Michigan play NC State. Michigan are 4-0. And then a game of the night in the ACC Big Ten Challenge was going to be Michigan State and Virginia. And in the late night hours, yep. they've shut this game down as well. 
it's tough to see. You know, it's it's one of those things where we're right now we have to deal with what we get, and that's why, to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of selections that I can really discuss. I'm looking at it right now as I as I talk with you, but um, you know, you're kind of waiting a lot longer to give out your plays. And as a handicapper, someone that sells plays, it's definitely a disadvantage. You know, you want to have those plays up. You want to have your thoughts up uh, and, and have people be able to go grab those. But for right now, you don't know what game's going to be played tomorrow. You know, I, I really, really liked Creighton today. Um, but I didn't want to give yeah. that out, uh, you know, too, too early. I like certain spots and, and then you, you don't want to get too excited. So you always feel so prepared, Gabe, when you like a game, a day early or the night before, but th- you know, this day and age, what we, all we can do is say, Hey man, you and I were talking on your podcast like four or five months ago. We had no sports. So I'm looking at a, a bunch of games right now. We can find some winners definitely uh, on this board. And I'm with you. If you take a look at it here, um, Rhode Island getting the uh, nine in the hook, we're talking about betting on big 10 teams. But I think if you were saying this, I like Rhode Island. I think it'll still be a competitive game. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, Wisconsin style, they're not an explosive offensive team, right? And Rhode Island, Rhode Island have the toughness, I believe, to hang uh, within that uh, number. All right, so speaking of numbers, I want to get into the NFL, too, uh, here. And as you stated, it's tough. Like, poor Steve Merrill. Merrill talked about how he just did a video for Michigan State and Virginia and stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, a video. You better put that video on hold uh, right now for, for a little while. And, you know, that, that's the thing. Who knows? Every 10 minutes, everything changes in the sports world uh, right now, uh, including point spreads. So the Los Angeles Rams, guys, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Patriots. It's now five-and-a-half uh, right now. Number coming down. And I was aware of this stat, but it's starting to climb right now, and I thought it was uh, worthy of bringing up. And I don't know if you, I know you and I talked about the Rams before, and shout-out to our main man, Kevin, in Chicago, who's uh, Captain Ram all over this bandwagon right now. So are you aware of this stat? Sean McVay, when leading at the half, McKinnis. I I knew, but I didn't know about this until about three, four weeks ago. So I caught on, you know, I caught on, but it's, it's damn impressive that it keeps on climbing right now. Sean McVay, in his career, has never lost a football game when he's leading at the half. 34 and 0. 34 and 0. Incredible. Yeah. He is 34 and 0 uh, in the National Football League. And what's crazy, he's actually That's 34 straight up years game. old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not points, but yeah. 34 and 0 all time when leading at the half. And just for the record, in other, um, in other historic like coaches with leads at the half that are at the top. Don Shula, who recently passed, the great Don Shula, 34-4-2 when leading at the half. Bill Belichick is 25-9 when leading at the half. That's interesting, 25-9. The great Bill Walsh with San Francisco, 21-14 when leading at the half. And the great Chuck Knoll was 19-10. Those are the best when leading at the half, one-loss records in NFL coaching history. Sean McVay, 34 and 0. Something to keep your eye on, though, guys. Like, and it's funny because I knew about this with the Tampa game. And dude, they kicked a field goal mechanics like right at the last second to take the lead at the half. And I was like, yes, yes. 
and I actually loaded up more because I was like, they never lose when McVay has a lead at the half. And they took that three-point lead at the half. So I, I tell you guys this number, something to consider, like when the Rams are up by three and a half or something like that, and, and then you still get a good money line. This guy has been money. Hopefully we're not mushing it right now, but 34-0 at the half from leading <laughs> McKinnis. Yeah, that's impressive. You know, there, there's so many stats you hear these days. Everybody thinks they have, like, the stat uh, to talk about. Um, you can be able to just keep riding. But that's one of those stats that I'm with you that everyone should think about and have that now in their back pocket because how many times have you watched a game this year where you see a coach and you're like, this guy's going to blow it. This guy's going to make a mistake and they're going to blow it. You know, look at the Jets. There's no way they should have lost that game. But, hey, it's the Jets. Uh, look at Lynn, how many games they've blown. Um, certain coaches, you just know. So hearing that stat from you, um, that just gives me even more comfort to be on this team, especially if they have a lead going into the second half. I've been liking this team uh, throughout the year. I'm not sure throughout the entire year your thoughts on them. But ever since... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. All right, late night anger management class uh, continues. Like a football team struggling to get down the field here. I blame McKinnis. It's clearly McKinnis's fault. Um, everything was going smooth until McKinnis stepped up and then Steve Merrill. Steve Merrill, look at Steve Merrill, nice smooth pro. And I, I think Merrill's in our chat uh, actually. And uh, yeah, nice, nice smooth, nice and smooth. You know, I was gonna say it seems like we often have problems when McKinnis is on, but. Maybe we just often have problems, <laughs> and it's not. We can't blame. We can't blame the guests. The only guest we can ever blame for problems is Kurtz. It's always Kurtz's fault. It's not our fault when it's Kurtz. <laughs> on this, on this issue, uh, I believe though. Listen, we've got multiple platforms going, right? Um, and really, the the video feed is just you know they like to take clips of it, and it's like in newspapers and stuff like that. But uh, really, it's all about the audio feed, and uh, Skype is causing uh, Skype is causing some problems behind the scenes uh, this evening for people. All right, so we're, I was talking about McVeigh being 34 and 0. You think I'm just mushing this right now? Are you worried now, McKinnis? Am I the mush? Have I killed this? Only if uh, only if I'm the mush of the audio. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> I say I say you're not. Like I said, I'm not sure if you heard what I was saying before we were going to the break. I couldn't tell if we were going to the break, and I didn't want to get on your bad side. I know you hate when people are talking through the break, but the Rams are a team I've been backing, and ever since that game where the Dolphins beat them, and it seemed like so many quote-for-quote quote sharp betters were all over the Dolphins on that, what did the Dolphins even do that was impressive? It was a couple bad turnovers from the Rams' part and a couple decent plays from the Dolphins. Ever since then, 
Uh, we've seen this Rams team beat the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, uh, the Cardinals in an impressive fashion. What can we say bad about this team right now? Uh, I, and it's funny, people still do. People still do find uh, and try to find bad things to say. Oh, Jared Goff's a bus driver. Jared Goff's average, blah, blah, and all this other stuff. You know, the question is, how good are the Patriots right now? Yeah, the Patriots smoked. Uh, the Patriots smoked the uh, the Chargers. Who cares? The Chargers suck, right? We know that the Chargers suck. So, you know, that, that doesn't overly impress me. And the Rams are a better football team than, than the Patriots are. And even though... It's not all the same players. There are still some same players, McKinnis, and it's the same. It's some of the same coaches, staff, etc. And Belichick owned McVay. This is a big game for the Ram organization. It really is. Like they win this game, they pretty much lock up this division, and and at the same point in time, they sort of slay. Um, you know, they slay sort of a a foe. You know, what I mean, it, it matters, dude. This team beat like. If if they lose again to the Patriots, it's like, well, yeah, we're pretty good, but we can't beat the Patriots, right? And it was a big game for us. And I'm not even saying to cover the spread. I'm just saying, do you think, so you're saying you're willing to bet the Rams here again? Because you know, people are already betting the Pats, dude. It was six and a half. It's coming down. And you know, people are going to continue to hammer the Patriots uh, as Thursday approaches. I usually hate to use the term sandwich spot, but... This seems like the perfect time to ever use it, and I, I don't think I've ever even really used that expression. But the fact that they beat a team 45 to nothing, and now they're going to play a team like the Rams that have had their, their act together, um, and they're getting bet on, the, the Patriots, and it's a pretty low spread now for this Rams team, I think it's a great opportunity. And this is the definition of recency bias. So you'll have people saying, holy crap, this team won 45 nothing." And I'm going to get them at this price as an underdog. I'm going to go to the window with them. Uh, I'm going to be right there on the other side of it. Let's look at this Patriots team. Barely beat the Jets. Beat the Ravens with a game that was uh, horrible weather. And, and this Ravens team hasn't even looked great anyway. Uh, Texans handled them by a touchdown. They beat the Cardinals in a game that I don't even think they should have won. Just an absolute flag-filled game. Uh, not a great game from Murray. And then that Chargers game I speak of, you know, I, I listed off the Rams performances. What sticks out better to us? I think it's going to be one of those games where people are going to think they're being smart and, and, and taking this Patriots team off a dominant victory. And it's, it's going to be just a wake-up call. You, Gabe, you know what the reason is? People don't like Jared Goff and they love to hate on him. He's not flashy. He's kind of like Tim Duncan in the NBA. He's, well, I shouldn't even make that comparison, but he's Mr. Fundamental. You know, yeah. he doesn't make anything crazy happen. He just gets the job done. And, and you know, even though I'm a you know, younger guy in the industry, I, I like that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't live for the flash or the hype or the super teams. The guys that get it done. And uh, I think that's what will be the difference in, in this game here. Can't argue with the Cam Newton to score prop, though, eh? You know what? I want to take a look here. I see an interesting, um, you know, some stuff about Jared Goff. The Rams are 8-1, guys, this year when Jared Goff has a QB rating of above um, 75. They're 0-3 when he's below uh, 75. So I want to look up the Patriots and see the, the quarterback ratings, uh, their average, because we know that their defense is good. Yeah, the Cam Newton prop, but yeah. I like the Lamar Jackson one here, but yeah, I guess the Rams' defense is good, though, McKinnis. That's the thing. I think the Patriots are going to have a hard time moving the football on this defense. Like, I look, 
I'd be shocked. Let's look at the total of this game. 44 and a half. Dude, look, they played in the Super Bowl. It was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. I'd be shocked. And you know me, McKinnis. Um, like I told uh, I told Matt on Sports Map Radio earlier today, we were talking about totals, and I said, overs are like strains of weed. You know, there's never an over or a strain I didn't like, right? <laughs> but the Rams and the Patriots, the Rams and the Patriots, man, this is going to be a smash-mouth game. I don't see there are a lot of points in this football game, dude. Both these defenses are elite. The Rams' defense is going to terror. The, the Patriots, guys, can't throw the football. Let's not, you know, let's not get carried away here. They're very controlled. They want to smash, uh, they want to play smash mouth, but you're playing into the Rams' hands playing like that. The Rams are tough dudes, so, like, they like that. I, I, I like the Rams here, too. Hopefully the number keeps coming down and we can uh, be contrarian here and take the Rams, McKinnis. And it's funny, Gabe, because, you know, if I was a Patriots fan or a Patriots backer, hearing you say that after the performance they just had, I'd probably be getting on you. But I feel the exact same way you do, so I can't. But, you know, it's true. They don't really like to throw the ball. They don't throw the ball deep. Uh, they don't have plays designed for that. But I will say one thing. Uh, Belichick, obviously everyone knows how great he's been. He knows how to play to his players' strengths. He knows yeah. – he, what so to do with Cam Newton. Exactly. He knows what to do. Exactly. And and that's the thing. At least they don't force their players to be something they're not. Um, and I've been trying to get away from doing these teasers in the same game side in total, uh, trying to be a little more patient with, you know, picking a side to tease and with a, maybe a game on Sunday. But this seems like one where, and I don't even like teasing totals that much in general, but if you tease down the Rams uh, and tease up that total, um, you know, I think Rams and under is a great play here. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I, you know, man, I hate doing it, dude. I, whenever I tease things, I like to tease it to the over. And I brought this up earlier today, and Cam loves to do this, but it takes balls to step up, bro. <laughs> right? It takes balls <laughs> to step up. But the tease tonight, we were talking about teasing the Ravens to the over and the under. And if you look, it happened. You know, because it got over the uh, it got over the 38 and a half, and it stayed under the 52 and a half, just barely. And I ended up teasing this thing to the under, even though I loaded up on Ravens props. So I'm glad that we squeezed this out. But I'm with you; we're on the same page uh, here. You know, you get this down. You know, under 51 and a half Rams to win the football game. That's not a bad teaser right there. That that's not a bad teaser right there at all. And uh, if you want to even take a look down down the card a little bit, uh, not to try and have a kind of a cheesy segue, but a former Patriot, uh, Tom Brady, you tease them down as well with the Rams. Uh, Tampa Bay minus six and a half right now in most shops against the Vikings. The Vikings are off that weird game they just had. Uh, and I think uh, using the word weird is probably an understatement. I, I feel sorry Tampa. for anyone that had a had a bad involvement in that game. Them. That's all I'm going to say. I don't trust I don't the trust Vikings, them. just like you don't trust Tampa. Oh, I get it. I, I can understand that, but I'm just stating, Tampa, I don't think are that good. I think, you know what I mean? And you, we can argue the same thing about Minnesota. I get it, but I just, I don't consider, like, to me, I don't look at it like, um, like Tampa is like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to win this game for sure, so I'm going to put them in a, in a seven-point teaser and get them down. And listen, I, God bless you. you. You pull the trigger. I will tell you, 
that uh, the last 10 times the Vikings have gotten six or more points, they're seven and three against the spread. Um, you know, Zimmer's a good underdog uh, as well. Zimmer's also a great, uh, the Vikings are all, always a good bet against non-division teams. Although, you know, not last week yeah. against Jacksonville, but laying points is not a great spot for them. I'm just stating, in my personal opinion, I don't consider the Buccaneers an elite football team, right? And I'm not saying the Vikings are, but I'm just saying in, in the grand scheme of things, I don't see, you know, I don't, I don't fear the Bucs, and I actually do think the Vikings can hang around with them. Like, I'd prefer to tease the Vikings up to 13 and a half than the other way around. That's just me. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. I was, I was just, you know, taking a look at that game and look, look at this Jacksonville team. Are, are we going to give them praise? For covering so many point spreads, or keep for keeping yes. things close, or is that yes. is that on their opponent? Right, that's what we have to ask ourselves. Though, is it on their opponent, or is it a good thing for them? No, you know what? Because Jacksonville have been pretty good, man, in the last month. If you look at Jacksonville's games, they've been competitive with everybody, and you know, good teams, bad teams. Look, this is I'm not. You know, I could load up in it, but this off the top of my head, the Houston game was like an ultra close game. Dude, the Cleveland Browns are a nine-win football team. They barely beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville gave them all that they could handle. Minnesota, dude, Minnesota on a roll. Minnesota were one and five. Now they're six and six. Got to give them credit. Jacksonville gave them all that they can handle. You know, we talked about this earlier in the week. There's something about the Jags, McKinnis, that you got to give credit to the offensive coordinator that every quarterback that they've had in here, and they're all losers, have all played well. Like Minshew was okay, but Minshew can't throw the ball down the field. You know, they're like, all right, let's put Jake Luton on it, Luton in. Jake Luton was throwing a ball over the place. Mike Glennon's terrible. And Mike Glennon's played the best two games of his life, it seems, with the Jags. You know, they've got the the, the kid, the, the running back, that's yep. lighting it up that uh, nobody nobody gives any love to. Um, you know, Shark is a good player. The I can't argue the coaching. Yeah, like they, you know, actually, when you look at it, they've been a competitive football team. I can't argue it. You know, and, and uh, you, you look at, okay, let me, let me ask you this then. I'm a Packers fan, so uh, I'll start with that. But another opportunity, another kind of tease down to a good number here. Uh, they're taking on Detroit. I've been, the, the Bears have been the team that has kind of been the team that I've just been completely destroying and uh, down on and chirping, whatever word you want to use all season long. Lions beat them 34-30. We don't know what we're going to get from the Bears. Any single week, they start off five and one, I believe. That yeah, five and one. What what do we look at here? Is that something you feel a little more comfortable to use Cam's expression or to use your expression? Can I can I get you in that car? No, no, no. I hate the uh, dude. I'm dead wrong with every Chicago Bear game. I got to stay far away from any game that the Chicago Bears are involved with. So Houston and Chicago is a hard pass uh, for me. If I had to take it, the old gun to head. I would take Houston if I had to take no, it, but I have no interest in that game. But moving into yeah, the I mean, Lions. The, I mean the Packers. I'm, I'm, I mean teasing yeah, down the Packers because the, the Packers have been beating up bad teams. No. Here's another one that, no. I think the Detroit Lions might give the – I think the Lions plus the points in the play here. And, you know, I, I, I'm kicking myself for not being on the Lions in the last game. I just got scared off because of all the injuries. But they stayed – not having Matt Patricia meant that much to them. Plus, the Bears are useless. It's hard to blow a 30-20 lead with four minutes left in a game, right? Let's be real. So, but no, I'm not in love with it, McKinnis. I'm not I'm playing devil's advocate with you here, but I, you know what? I, you look at Green Bay. 
Green Bay have struggled with Detroit in the past. Aaron Rodgers needed that Hail Mary on the Monday nighter. Let's get the head-to-head scores over the years. Dude, without Matt Patricia there right now, they're, they're, they're happy showing up for work. They're gonna, they should get Kenny Galladay back and Swift back and everybody. So, look, the last time they played this year, it was 42-20, 42-21 Green Bay. Last year, 23-20 and 23-22. Uh, the year before, Detroit beat them 31-0, and Detroit beat them 31-23. The year before that, Detroit beat them 35-11 and 30-17. Like, there's no, like, this big track record of Green Bay owning uh, Detroit. And, in fact, guys, the Detroit Lions have covered six of the last seven times against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this is what I like the Lions plus the points, just straight up, not even on a teaser. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I wasn't really talking points, but I was just saying the Packers win the game. And, uh, you know, would I, would I even talk you off the plus the points? Maybe not. I'm saying they win the game uh, from, from that perspective. I don't think the Lions upset them, but I, I get that. Uh, but I mean, like, and we can't really compare them to the Eagles, this Lions team. They're better than that. But it just, look at the Bears game. The Packers defeated them 41-25 with ease. I mean, they ran every play in their playbook. Uh, it, it was the Harlem Globetrotters version of football out there. And I get it. The Matt Patricia angle, uh, I thought about playing them for the exact same reason, uh, the Lions. But now it's one week later. It's back to reality, back to playing an elite quarterback, an elite football team. A little bit different. I got to tell you, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to win, but I'm looking at the games this week right now, and I'm liking them. Like, I, I a lot of these games I, I'm liking. Like, I'm looking here, Kansas City and Miami. I think Miami, uh, dude, there's going to be points in this game. There's going to be points in the Chiefs-Dolphins game. I think Miami plus 7.5 is a live dog. I think Minnesota plus 6.5 is a live dog. I think Jacksonville plus 7.5 is a live dog. Um, hell, I think the Jets plus 13 and a half for a live dog. I think the Lions plus seven and a half for a live dog. Dear God, man, I got to get a dog license because I'm taking nothing but underdogs this week. <laughs> and let's not forget, a lot of people scoffed on Friday night on the free show when I said the Jets uh, were one of my best bets of the week, plus the points. All right, we'll get uh, we'll get McCannis' uh, final NFL thoughts on the other side right here. Late night anger management class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. All right, three-minute warning, level two. Man, it's been a fast show this evening. Thanks to Steve Merrill for stepping up. And then we got a couple of more minutes uh, with McKinnis uh, here uh, right now. Still early in the week as uh, we kick the tires on these NFL games. And I'll tell you what, McKinnis, here's another good spot here. San Francisco coming off the loss. San Francisco coming off the loss to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills overwhelmed them. Everybody's on the Washington wagon right now. The Washington football team plus four at San Francisco. Alex Smith um, takes on San Francisco, but it's not in San Francisco. It'll be in Arizona. So that you know, it's an interesting game. But you know, to me, I think it's a it's a good it's a good spot for San Francisco. Bad spot for Washington. 
But as I was saying earlier, uh, McCannis, especially at this time of the year, dude, bad teams cover point spreads. All right, because the point spreads are overvalued. Nobody wants to bet these teams, so they juice up the number. The Jags are a good example of that, man. Nobody want, No one's running to the window and saying, man, give me the Jags, give me the Jags. But the Jags have been a covering machine. And as we said, like, you know, for the perception, Packers-Lions. Lions, 6-1 and one against the spread the last seven times uh, these teams played. The Jets cover the number. And I tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets cover the number at Seattle this week, too. People are going to think, oh, Seattle will bounce back and kill them. I don't know. Seattle might bounce back and win the game, but it's not, not automatic. They'll kill them, I tell you that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the funny thing. People try and look for those dogs early in the season, and it's the wrong time to do it. It's better in the late part when the number is even higher than you would have got earlier. Um, you know, and, and at least some things are starting to turn around. That's what that's what's ironic about the whole thing is that this Jets team is, is somehow starting to get something together. Some of these lower tier teams are starting to get something together, and yet their point spread keeps going up. So I'm with you. It's a good good uh, bet on opportunity. Um, I like that spot for the Niners, just like yourself. I liked the Bills yesterday. Um, one spot I wanted to mention here was uh, the New Orleans 20 seconds, team, McKinnis. Uh, taking on Taking on Philadelphia, they're playing the Eagles. Totals at 45, uh, 44 as well, most shops. I like the under. Hurts is starting. Breeze might be back. I like the game plan uh, for New Orleans lately. Go under in that one, under 45. Andrew McKinnis, wager talk in the house. Great stuff as always. Level three coming up. Bring it. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.